Hello everyone, this is Josh Wagar with Brother David Fenley, and you're with the Missionary Micro Stories podcast, where missionaries come in and tell us authentic stories that they love, and I know that you will too. It's six questions in about nine minutes, because we all know that without a time limit, missionaries tend to get a little long-winded. And so uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. Brother Fenley, thanks for being on today. What a privilege to have you here. Thank you. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and dig in. Uh, question number one, in a few sentences, just kind of tell us about you, your family, and your field. Very good. My name is David Fenley. My wife's name is Anita. This is our 32nd year in missions. We're with Macedonia World Baptist Missions. Our first 16 years, we were in Jamaica, church planning there. Last 16 years, I've been working out of the home office as the West Indies Field Director and Special Projects Director. Awesome. And again, we're grateful for that work. We need people that are able to coordinate so that we can, uh, we can do other things. So we're so grateful for that. Um, question number two, for you, and this can be anything, what is the best part about being a missionary? The best part is the doors that have been opened, the places we've been able to travel, the number of people that we've been able to meet, the number of people we've been able to share Christ with that never would have opened up had it not been for God's call upon our life to be in missions. And so that leads into question three then. Um, what is one of the more challenging aspects of missions? Uh, and again, this can be anything. Well, I'm just going to be honest with you. One of the most challenging things for me is staying focused. There's so many distractions in this world, anything from the internet, social media, uh, just activities in this world. Uh, there's a lot pulling on, on, on us. And so for me, it's just making sure I stay focused on keeping the main thing, the main thing. Amen. I, I really do. I appreciate that answer. It's good to know I'm not the only one that struggles with, you know, Oh, look, a bird, you know, something like that. And, um, and then, yeah, for those of you that are watching or listening, you know, the main, one of the main things about this podcast is we want you to understand that uh, missionaries are just regular folks. We deal with the same thing. It's not like we're getting up every morning, like, yeah, I'm going to preach, you know, a hundred times this week. Like we deal with the same distractions. So I really appreciate that answer. It means a lot. So um, then question four, what other missionaries that are making an impact like yourself, would you recommend being on this podcast? I, I can think of two right off. There's uh, in Burkina Faso, there's a missionary named Keith Shoemaker doing a phenomenal job there. Him and his wife have been there a good while and they've been very faithful. And then in Belgium, uh, Gary and Lori Haley. Uh, doing a tremendous work there of a church plant in Belgium that is just growing and, and doing well. And so those are two that come to my mind right off. Great. I look forward to getting in contact with them and Lord willing, we can get them on and sharing their story. All right. The main part of the, of the podcast, we're looking forward to this. Can you just take three to five minutes and just tell us one of your favorite stories about your time on the field? And uh, yeah, we look forward to hearing it. All right, very good. I'll hit my timer because we are long-winded, as you said. <laughs> uh, when we first started the church in Jamaica, we started in a old, dilapidated, run-down school building. And as we began the work and began visiting in the community, one of the first young men I ran across was a young man named Bobby Brown. 
And as I began to visit, Bobby was involved in, in a cult in Jamaica. And but as I began to visit and, and develop a relationship, he started attending our church. And it didn't take long before, before Bobby trusted Christ as his savior. Bobby, came, Bobby had a brother, several brothers and a sister. And um, it didn't, the first thing Bobby did was he started to witness to his brother Colin, tell him about the church, tell him about Jesus Christ. Now, Colin's God was soccer. He loved soccer. He lived to play soccer. And the soccer field was right beside that dirty school building that we met in uh, for church. And so um, he, Bob, Colin would play soccer every day. And so it, it took a little while, but talking to Colin and witnessing to him, his brother witnessing to him, I began to notice that as Colin came to play soccer, he would stop and look in through the window and through the burglar bar door, looking into the church. It would be just for a few moments, and then he would go off to play soccer. And then I began to notice he would stand back there a little longer and a little longer. And so I took and sat a chair inside the back door. I didn't say anything to him. I just put the chair back there. And I noticed that he would come in and sit down and then leave. And then he would sit a little longer and then leave. And it didn't take too long before before Colin trusted Christ as his Savior. And Bobby and Colin were very influential in witnessing to their brothers and sisters and their brother and sister and their parents. And before long, their brothers had trusted Christ as their Savior. Their sister got saved. The mom and dad even made a profession of faith. And as, as time went on, Bobby... Uh, came to me one day and he said, Pastor, I just want what you have. He said, I just want a wife that, that we can love God and, and, and live for God together and have children, raise children to love the Lord. And, and I said, Bobby, first you need to pray and, uh, and ask God about the mate for your life. I said, secondly, keep your eyes open around church. I said, because that's a great place to find a, a mate that's got a heart for God, that's got the same goals in life and loves the Lord. And so he said, okay, we prayed about it. And, and time went on. One night in the middle of the night, my phone rang or late at night, my phone rang. And those are usually never good phone calls. And, uh, but I picked up the phone. It was brother Bobby on the line and he was so excited. He said, pastor, pastor, pastor. He said, I just led this lady to the Lord over the phone. Can you go by tomorrow and make sure I did it right? So I went by the next day and I met with this young lady named Kay and, and sure enough, she had trusted Christ as her savior and she started attending our church. And um, as time went on, she was extremely faithful. Bobby came to me one day and said, pastor said, uh, said, said Kay and I want to get married. And I said, all right. I said, um, I said, I said, Anita and I will meet with you and Kay and, and we'll talk with you about it. And so as we got together to meet, my wife took Kay and they went off in another room and I was talking to Bobby. And I said, Bobby, let me just ask you. I said, were you sweet on her when you led her to the Lord? He said, he said, yes, pastor. He said, I did what you told me to do. I looked around the church and I just couldn't find anybody I wanted to marry. He said, so I went out and found somebody I wanted to marry and led them to the Lord. And so uh, sure enough, uh, they got married. Um, and one of the reasons this is my favorite story is the story continues even today because Bobby and Kay are still married. They're still faithfully serving the Lord there in Jamaica at Calvary Independent Baptist Church. They, um, 
they have had, they've got children, they've raised their children in the church, their children are saved, their children are faithfully serving the Lord beside them there. Bobby and Kay have been teaching one of our uh, children's uh, Sunday school classes for over 20 years. Um, Colin, who um, has been teaching one of the adult Sunday school classes for over 20 years, he remains extremely faithful today. So that's one of my, that's one of my favorite stories. It started in the very beginning but it's a story that continues even today. Um, we stay in communication and contact with them, and it's just a blessing to see the desires of his heart come to fruition as, as, he, um, as, he, as he put the Lord first in his life. Amen. I don't have any words to, that's an awesome story, and thank the Lord. That's, <laughs> I know that the people that are watching and listening right now, that's an encouraging story. So thank you for sharing that with us. I can see why that's your favorite. So. Yeah. All right, we're gonna end a little bit on a personal note, um, just maybe an embarrassing personal note. It doesn't have to be, but um, number six, what, was there any cultural or language blunders that you had that maybe made you blush or something like that? Well, a cultural issue, I guess. I was I was a Georgia boy, raised in Georgia, never had really been anywhere and hadn't been out of the country except for our survey trip. And so we moved back to Jamaica, moved in the area where we were working with another missionary for the first six months. And I went up to the little corner store one day and, and I came out and there's a guy with a push cart selling pears and I love pears. And so uh, he said, he said, you want to buy a pear? I said, yes. And I looked into his cart and I said, I said, those aren't pears. He said, yes, man, these are pears. I said, no, I'm a Georgia boy. I know pears. And anyway, he taught me into buying one. And so we, I brought it back to the house and I told my wife I got a pear. And she said, that's not a pear. I said, well, that's what I told him. So we set it up in the window and waited for it to get, you know, a little soft or whatever. And it just stayed hard as a rock. So finally we, uh, I, we cut it and bit into it and it just tasted terrible. When we threw it away. And uh, come to find out in Jamaica, they call avocados pears. And so I didn't like avocados in the States. I'd never bought an avocado or seen one. So, so yeah, it was an avocado. It wasn't a pear. So that that's great. I really like that. So, well, um, I, Brother Friendly, we really appreciate your time. Thanks for telling us these stories and uh, and just for encouraging the church as a whole. If people want to stay in contact with you or kind of follow you, is what's the best way to do that? Any social media, email, anything like that? I'm so old. The best social media I have is the email. You know, I do have Facebook. I think uh, I'm on Facebook somewhere, and uh, and then just just through email, they can go to Macedonia's website and and okay. find my email there through the home office link. Sounds great. Well. I'm going to throw in, if that's okay, I know uh, I'm going to throw in one bonus question because, um, you know, we're so grateful for folks like you that, that take the mantle and um, help other missionaries. We know that your job is difficult because you're dealing with coordination. What is some advice that maybe you would have for people that just love the Lord, that, um, you know, want to serve him, but aren't necessarily called into, you know, quote unquote, full-time missions or, or anything like that? What would be some advice? People come up to me and they're always saying, Brother Finley, I could never do what you do. And I said, sure you could. If God called you to do it, you could do. God does not call everybody into, into missions, into foreign missions, but God calls everybody to do something, you know. And so, so be active 
in something for the Lord. You know, if you can't think of anything to do, go to your pastor and say, pastor, I want to do something for the Lord. You know, I promise you, he'll find something for you to do and just be faithful in, in the little things because God's never going to call you to do uh, anything for him if you're not being faithful in, in the little things, you know, so just be faithful, find something to do and stay with it. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. So, all right. Well, once again, Brother Finley, thank you for joining us today. We're excited. I look forward to sharing this with everybody. And for those of you that tuned in, thank you so much. This is Josh Wagar with the Missionary Micro Stories podcast. <laughs>